will take the garbage out. Has that question ever been asked in your family? It was never asked in my family. For 15 years, I was the default and dutiful trash taker outer. But after 15 years, I had had about enough of all the garbage. So I came up with an ingenious plan. I gathered our three children together, sat them down on the couch. I cleared my throat to signal the seriousness of the situation. And I told our three children, today is your day of destiny. Today you begin to take the garbage out. The ingenious program worked like this. At the time, little 12-year-old Abby Joy, she would be on trash patrol on day one. Ten-year-old Jonathan Curtis, he would take all the garbage out on day two. And six-year-old little Lori Beth Lessing, all the trash would fall to her on day three. That was a great idea. How did the little children respond? Let's just say they didn't respond by shouting great songs of joy. It was something like this, oh, dad. After a couple weeks, the system was running like clockwork. But about week three or four, the wheels began to fall off the car. Our kitchen stunk to high, holy heaven. So I took the trash from underneath the garbage disposal in the kitchen, wrapped it up, put it on the front porch for the little darlings to dispense of when they came home, thinking they'd get the subtle idea. They didn't get the subtle idea. It didn't work. In fact, nothing worked. For months, all we could ask in our family was what? Who will take the garbage out? Zechariah helps us answer the question of the day. Who will take the garbage out? Many of you know that we're in this 15-part sermon series on the Old Testament prophet called Zechariah. Zechariah is all about God's kingdom coming. That's what we're calling this series, Your Kingdom Come. In Zechariah's seventh night vision, he has eight of them, right, in chapters 1 through 6. His seventh night vision is all about this. When God's kingdom comes, the garbage goes out. That's Zechariah chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. When God's kingdom comes, the garbage goes out. And if the garbage doesn't go out, Life stinks. Take a look. (laughs) A few years ago, I read about a woman in Michigan who woke up to a skunk in her cellar. She called 911. 911 said, take some breadcrumbs, start a path from the cellar up the cellar steps to the backyard, and lickety-split, that skunk will follow the breadcrumbs, and all will be well. 
Well, that's what the woman did. Made a little track of breadcrumbs out to her backyard. The next morning she went down to her cellar and what did she see? <laughs> she called up 911 again and said, I not only have one skunk in my cellar now, I've got two skunks in my cellar. Life sometimes really stinks. And life really stinks these days, doesn't it? Just a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have words in our vocabulary like social distancing, coronavirus, COVID-19, pandemic, national emergency, really? This is a massive understatement, but these are unprecedented times. Gives new meaning to the phrase March Madness, doesn't it? No more Disneyland or Disney World for a season. No more NBA, no more NHL. No more Sweet 16, Elite 8, or Final Four. No more Major League Baseball. <laughs> No more school. Many universities are out for the rest of the semester. Finances are up and down and all around. What's Wall Street going to do tomorrow? Anyone's guess. And then I went to Kroger on Friday night. <laughs> Naive Reed Lessing. I just thought I could pick up my Captain Crunch cereal and some 2% milk. Little did I know that the Fort Wayne Zoo had moved west about six miles and it was located at Kroger at Coventry. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. I didn't. <laughs> they were all out of even eggs. All I got would be skim milk and cottage cheese. Unprecedented time. We need to make the difference between panic and prudence. This is what the whole sermon's all about, by and large, to differentiate between panic and prudence. Panic says, don't go anywhere. Prudence says, don't go to China, South Korea, Italy, France, or Spain. Panic says, get all the toilet paper in the world. <laughs> right? Prudence says, you know, seven or eight rolls will be just fine. Panic says, don't touch anything. Prudence says, wash your hands, be wise. Panic, oh boy, we see this. Panic says, trust yourself. Prudence says, trust the sovereign, merciful God who made heaven and earth. The goal is not only to move us from panic and anxiety and fear to being more prudent. But as believers in Jesus, we want to move from panic to prudence to finally peace. Peace. 
because fear <laughs> is a deadly virus spreading throughout the world. Who will take all of that stinky garbage out? God will. God will. That's what Zechariah says in this very bizarre, almost absolutely unknown section of the Bible. God takes the garbage out. So here it is. The seventh of the eight night visions. It's all about two women who appear as storks. And they're carrying this basket, think of it as a garbage can, from Jerusalem, where God's people are rebuilding the temple in 520 B.C. And they take this basket slash garbage can all the way 700 miles away to Shinar, which would be the ancient name for Babylon. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. The vision begins with God showing the Lord's messenger a woman who is in the basket. Think garbage can. And this woman in this basket is called wickedness, Zachariah says, and she's trying to get out of this basket, and the Lord's messenger in this great wrestling fight slams her back down, puts on the lead lid, and slams the lead lid shut because wickedness, here pictured as a woman in this vision, Wickedness is always trying to get out like a deathly virus spread throughout the land. But note well, the Lord's messenger has complete authority and power over this wickedness, puts it back in the basket slash garbage can, slams the lid shut. Then the stork-like women are able to take the basket with wickedness in it, flying all the way from Jerusalem to Shinar, the ancient name for Babylon. Operation removal is complete. Wickedness has been taken away from the people of God. My hunch is you have a question or three. <laughs> Let's interpret the vision. The messenger, as you probably are aware of from earlier messages in Zechariah in this sermon series, the messenger, the Lord's messenger, is Jesus. See, Jesus is promised throughout the Old Testament. He's prophesied. He's predicted, but he's also present throughout the Old Testament. He's present in this form of the Lord's messenger. The pre-incarnate Jesus, as Jesus before he's incarnate, he has flesh, is present throughout the Old Testament as the Lord's messenger. And note well again, this messenger has complete authority and power over all wickedness. He slams the lead lid shut. Wickedness, of course, is fear. Anxiety, 
your 19th nervous breakdown. All is lost. And the meaning of this seventh night vision, God takes the garbage out. The storks are there because storks are strong birds and they are known for their migratory ability to go hundreds of miles. The storks are God's means of grace to take fear away from the people of God to transfer it from Jerusalem all the way back to Shinar, Babylon. All of which is to say, in a very creative, memorable vision that God takes the garbage out. Garbage is a good way to describe fear. Fear. Fear traffics in two words. What if... What if my finances really go down the tubes? What if Wall Street doesn't recover for years? What if I lose my job? (laughs) What if my 401k is wiped out? What if I get the virus? What if someone I love gets the virus? And what am I going to do with my children home now for an extended period of time? What if? And that makes life stink. So who's going to take the garbage out? All of this doubt and unbelief and anxiety, all this fear, who's going to take all of this stinky garbage out of our lives? Zachariah says God will. He will, by his appointed means of grace, right, these two stork-like women, taking the garbage of fear out from Jerusalem all the way to Shinar, Babylon. Where did Zechariah get an idea like this? Zechariah 1 verse 1 says that Zechariah is the son of Idho, the son of Bacariah. You do a little looking around in the Old Testament, you find out that Idho and Bacariah were priests. Big idea. Zechariah is not only a prophet, he's a priest. And as a priest, he is very well connected to one of the great priestly text in the entire Old Testament. It's right in the middle of the Pentateuch. Pentateuch, Genesis through Deuteronomy. Right smack dab in the middle of the Pentateuch is where Zechariah gets this bizarre vision. It's Leviticus chapter 16, the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur. You know that story, right? Every year, the high priest in Israel would choose a goat called the scapegoat. (laughs) Azazel in Hebrew, think of this goat as the garbage goat. And the high priest would confess all of Israel's sin, iniquity, fear, worry, (laughs) 
transgression, rebellion. He would place all the garbage by confession upon this garbage goat. And then, according to Leviticus 16, someone would take this garbage goat into the wilderness and it would be a commentary on Psalm 103, verse 12, that God removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. That's where Zachariah gets this idea that God takes wickedness and removes it from the lives of his people. And standing in that same tradition is who? Jesus. In one of Mark's most memorable narratives in his gospel, we see a man who tradition calls the Gadarene demoniac. There he is on the right side of the painting. The Gadarene demoniac is filled with garbage. He's filled with all these unclean spirits. He is such a mess that he's cutting himself. Long before teenage girls started cutting themselves, this man is cutting himself. He's destroying himself. And his name is what? Legion, which means many demons. Many unclean spirits, all kinds of garbage in his life that is destroying him. And in dramatic fashion, Jesus, the messenger in Zechariah's seventh night vision, who has complete authority over all wickedness, Jesus throws these unclean spirits into pigs. And what do the pigs do? They rush headlong into the Sea of Galilee. And then what happens? They drown. Why is that? Pigs can't swim. One day, Jesus is going to take all of the unclean spirits, every demon and devil, Everything that makes our lives stink so much, he's going to take all of that and throw it into the lake of fire, and then he will put a lead lid on that as well. But we're getting ahead of ourselves again. Before Jesus finally and fully returns and takes care of all wickedness and uncleanness and what is putrid and polluting and rotten and rancid, Jesus, this messenger in Zechariah's seventh night vision, Jesus steps out of the vision. In the fullness of time, Jesus steps out of the vision and into what? The garbage. Golgotha was Jerusalem's garbage dump. That's why they called it the place of the skull. That's Aramaic. Golgotha in English, place of the skull. Where Jesus is crucified is literally a garbage dump. And Rome would crucify people at Golgotha and normally just leave their dead bodies on the cross for days and weeks. So birds and animals would slowly devour the dead corpses. 
It was a place of stench and ugliness. But that is where your Savior died. Smack dab right in the middle of all the garbage. And it's perfect love. It really is perfect love right there in this beautiful painting. 1 John 4 verse 18 says, Perfect love casts out, throws out, has authority. Perfect love picks up fear, right, and removes it from the people of God. What a great promise. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love has taken care of the past. It's all forgiven. Perfect love is taking care of the present. God is with us. Perfect love is taking care of the future. It's called the paradise of God. Perfect love at Calvary casts out all fear. Prudence, yes. Count on it. Panic? <laughs> Not on your life. Shel Silverstein is one of my favorite authors. He famously writes Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout. There she is. Would not take the garbage out. Shel Silverstein includes these words. She'd scour the pots and scrape the pans. Candy the yams and spice the hams. And though her daddy would scream and shout, she would not take the garbage out. It piled up to the ceiling, coffee grounds and potato peelings. Brown bananas, rotten peas, and chunks of sour cottage cheese. It filled the can, it covered the floor, it cracked the window. It blocked the door with bacon rinds and chicken bones, drippy ends of ice cream cones. The garbage rolled down the hall, it raised the roof, it broke the wall. And finally, Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout said, okay, I'll take the garbage out. But then, of course, it was too late. The garbage reached across the state, from New York City <laughs> to the Golden Gate. But we're getting ahead of ourselves again. Maybe for Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout, it was too late. Uh, the garbage crossed the state from New York City to the Golden Gate. But it's not too late for us, <laughs> right? Someday it'll be too late. But that's not today. That's not us. That's not here. And that's not now. It's not too late for the garbage to go out. Zechariah's seventh vision. The bizarre imagery of this wickedness in a basket with a lead lid lifted up by woman-like storks with the Lord's messenger taking this basket, think garbage can, from Jerusalem all the way to Shinar Babylon. All of that is Zechariah's way of saying, That finally, the Lord's messenger, 
the Lord Jesus Christ deals with all of the garbage of fear that is sweeping our land. Who will take the garbage out, remove it so we live in prudence and peace? Jesus will. Jesus does. Free of charge, he takes it out. Every single time. All for you. 